this anymore. Hey, welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. I'm back. Jeff's no longer crushed by my absence. <laughs> I'm John, and he's my co-host, Jeff. Hello. We're here this week. Uh, well, we're here every week, realistically. This week, we talked well, to... Well, you weren't here last week. We're back this week with uh, <laughs> punk rock band The Vulnerable, fronted by uh, Kenny Plant. Yep, they're a famous band. We're on their way too, I suppose. Uh, local, as usual, Michigan-based. Uh, they mostly play uh, Down River and I don't know Grand Rapids, kind of the west side of the state, west a little side, bit. West and, yeah, west and south. I think around Lansing, they've had a couple too. Yeah, yeah, Lansing's. You know, they got Max Bauer and. Stuff like that. Uh, kind of ska influenced punk rock. Very one, one could call it ska core. Not saying it is, but one could call it that. Not one saying could. you're right or you're wrong. One could, yeah. I mean, you could call it death metal, you'd be wrong, but you I, could I call guess, it that. Also, two could call it that if they really were feeling ambitious. One pock, two pock. One pock. <laughs> uh, warning uh, for those of you who are easily frightened. Uh, really, just honestly, like any, anyone wearing headphones, I'm gonna. Headphones. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's one point in the interview where uh, uh, Kenny Plant gets uh, rushed by uh, some of his band members, just you know, fooling around and stuff like that. Russian scream his name, you know. Yeah, he'd warn he'd warn you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I still got to edit. I still have to edit the ep- the interview, but I'll do my best to try and you know have that not like just be like utterly like loud compared You're to everything bleeding. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just wanted to let you know so you wouldn't you know crash your car, start all coughing. Just heads up, so you turn the volume down a little bit now or later. I don't know, whatever. Spoiler warning. <laughs> I mean, it does take the surprise out, but we don't want you to injure yourself. Not a, not a great surprise. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this week, we told it was Kenny, it was really George Clinton. That's a cool surprise. That would be a cool surprise. April Fool's? Yeah, unless you're Kenny, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I, feel like he'd, I feel like he'd find the honor in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we chose you to masquerade George Clinton. <laughs> you both played in bands. <laughs> They're not anything alike. They both have they both have crazy hair. Well, Kenny usually Kenny has crazy hair. Has his has been his has been pretty tame lately. Yeah, it's a tweed. Yeah, look at professional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him floofy. I don't know floof. But uh, we did this interview uh, on site again. We do that quite often, as you noticed by now. Uh, we went north this time instead of south up uh, Flint local. Cool venue. Pretty casual. There's a cool coffee shop around the corner. Yeah. Parking's pretty decent. No lot, but the street's pretty empty because it's nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Commerce is done for the day, I guess. I think we might want to mention that we almost ended the show immediately because Jeff almost broke all of our equipment. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, uneven sidewalks. I was carrying, you know, the computer and the, like... Very hard to track down and replace mixing board. It's okay. I was getting very important mic cables. <laughs> yes, the mic cables and stands. You, we we, ha- we definitely had that covered. <laughs> and I was, as I was falling, it was just like everything. You know, I always hear like slow motion. Everything. I was just like immediately. I'm thinking, oh shit! Like, <laughs> like I, I saw I saw the worst happening just because you know it's me. <laughs> yeah, everything just broken, but it's not. So yeah, that, we're I here. could not find a single thing, no blemish, nothing on anything, yeah, no scratches. I'm, I'm on the ground. I'm thinking like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And John's like, Jeff, are you okay? I was like, shut the fuck up. Is the equipment okay? <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> at least everything worked out. We were able to get a good interview. You do hear a little bit of buzzing on the one track, so we'll let you know that now. And you know, if everything had broken, 
there's still a lot of good bands to see, so it would have been a total loss. Just a financial just loss. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a um, good time. Month, so. month and a half in, and <laughs> we also got to see a uh, feminist pump. A feminist pump. Feminist pump. <laughs> feminist punk band <laughs> from the West Side. <laughs> I swear to God, Jeff, if you don't edit that, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> uh, call the Lippies. They were cool. If you're into uh, the political side of punk, check them out. Yeah. We'll, we might talk to them later. Kind of kind of like L7 back in the day. Kind of that. I believe you entirely. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who L7 is. That's okay. <laughs> they covered a song by I Bikini guess, Kill. I guess that means you. For the Riot Girl I guess crowd. I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's like Bikini Kill L7. They're all kind of. I mean, I have the great. You know what? I'm going to save that story for then. Cool. <laughs> Alright, let's go to the interview with Kenny Planet Famous Man. <laughs> Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> hey. Uh tell us you're here playing with the vulnerable tonight? Yes. Yes, I yeah. am. I indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I only ask that because I know you play with a lot of bands who are kind of a touring musician at times. Sometimes, uh, not so much in the past year, but the vulnerable is my my uh, focus right now. So, but yeah, in the past I've toured a lot of bands, so it does get a little confusing for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see, because when I met you, you were uh, still fronting a ska band back a couple of years ago, and that's actually I think how I met you is you uh, had me come in as a scab horn player for a show. Yeah, we had we had quite a few of those in our day of being a high school ska band. So, yeah, I think at one point we played a battle of the bands and we had like eight horn players on stage. It's just like whoever we knew played a horn, we're just like, hey, come on stage, which I don't know if that was a good idea or not, but whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> it works out, you know, and it's just fun for everybody. Heck yeah. And let's see, so the vulnerable is your main focus now. You got any other side projects or anything going on? Not at all. I'm I'm too busy with uh, college and work and chasing girls and <laughs> all that stuff. So the dream, yeah, yeah the real dream right there. Um, the most recent thing I did, I toured South America, which is like a year ago, with all people and Lasabi. Um, and I'd like to tour those guys again, but uh, they always tour during the school year, so I can't. Can't go, so, yeah. <laughs> well, post-graduation, uh, present to yourself, right? Hopefully. <laughs> Sweet. That was a shout of Kenny by uh, Tino and Jordan, other members of The Vulnerable. <laughs> Second time interview's been crashed out of, like, five interviews. That, that is the least eventful crash we've had so far, to be honest, out of, out of all two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were talking about uh, you're talking about Alasabi. Yes, yeah, so those are my my buddies from Brazil. Actually, I met him, met them, met him in this building we're at right now. Uh, I booked him a show. Just some dude on the internet was like, "Hey, can you book us a show?" And so I booked him here, and they uh, became really good friends of mine, and asked me to go travel around with them. So. That was fun. I was playing trombone with them for a while, but then they wrote a bunch of music that didn't require trombone or any horns whatsoever. <laughs> so that that happens a lot, though. You know? Yep, they just kind of phase you out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, though. Now you said that uh, you met them by booking them. Do you do you book a lot in the area? Uh, I do. I I actually used to work here at the Flint local. 
um, for almost a year. Um, I didn't do all the booking, but most of the booking actually was done by the owner. And um, I book a lot in Flint and Grand Rapids, Detroit, in the past of uh, like the suburbs, you know, like uh, Rochester, Royal Oak, um, Romeo, Romeo, other places I'm forgetting, Wyandotte, a lot of Don River shows. Um, so the stuff you book, is it a lot of you go and look for bands for venues or do these bands kind of seek you out and talk to you about stuff that they're looking to play certain dates and stuff? Uh, it's mostly touring bands will send me an email or hit me up on Facebook or something and say, hey, I hear you can book shows and we need a show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like a, a cycle right there. The yeah. yeah. Like, I booked a show. Hey, somebody told me you booked a show for them. You're like, I, I guess I can do you too. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it started. Uh, there's a lot of bands that want to tour. There's a lot of local bands that want to play shows, so... It's uh, it's not really hard finding uh, bands per se. I think the hardest part is uh, booking good shows for all those bands. I mean, when I was younger, I just tried to like take on a lot of shows, and some of them really sucked, like really bad. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking on some of them, but that's how you learn. So I think what I try to do now is uh, pick cities that. Uh, have a strong you know music culture like detroit or flint or grand rapids like i said and yeah um where people are just going to shows because they love to go to shows and it's not like uh Uh, hassle dragging people out of their homes um yeah or it's not like a like a like bar centered culture where like in some like smaller towns where you have to like uh, play a bar and get a percentage of bar sales and I don't know I was just never really a huge fan of those shows and I, I've booked a lot of those shows and a lot of those people just don't come back like the second time the touring band comes out I feel like so I've been trying to move away from that so that's why places like the Flint Local are really good because everybody can come not just people who can drink so yeah that's a, that's a really fair point because a lot of people can't get into the 18 or 21 over especially the 21 over shows who like have the disposable income and the will to go see a touring band. Exactly. Um, so places like this, it's uh, cheap, you know, for young kids to come out. They let high school bands play. They let touring bands play here. Um, so it's it's a good place. Um, for good place sure. to cut your teeth in the playing yeah. live scene. And um, uh, with so much experience booking, and you know, I know you personally, so I know you've been a member of more than one band. How long have you been in like the the scene in the area? Okay, uh, that's a good question. I think uh, first show I booked, I was fifteen. It was uh, Ska for Darfur. It was a benefit show out in Chesterfield at this bowling alley, and it turned out really well. All the other shows after that there sucked really bad, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> that show was good. Well, the grand opening was great, yeah. Uh, I just had this idea, this young idea to get every... I was starting a ska band, so I was like, well, how can I get to know all the, all the other ska bands? I, I know, I'll book a show with every freaking Michigan ska band <laughs> on the same show. So we put, like, 11 bands on the show, and, uh, yeah, just after that, I just kept, like, talking to touring bands, and uh, here I am now, so... Yeah, I think that... Uh you do a lot of what we're trying to do, which is build a music community, mm-hmm. you know, just with connections with all the bands, uh, local and touring. Uh, 
Yeah, I, that's it's it's been a long and frustrating process, but it's also been very rewarding. So, and I, I definitely one thing I like to point out is always that uh, it's not just me. It's always like you're you're always working with multiple people. Like when you're uh, like at a venue tonight, like you know you're working with the owner, the person running the door, the sound guy, all the bands, all the people who promoted the show on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or went and flyered for it. So. Uh, it's more as cheesy as it sounds is like just a bunch of people encouraging each other and I'm just kind of the guy that's like oh hey I guess this band from California or Grand Rapids like tonight or Brazil or uh, all the other crazy places people come from so uh, since you started uh, in this scene you know playing and booking and everything have you noticed any kind of change overall as like the attitude towards local shows or just the scene in general um that's that's a good question. Uh, I think about that a lot, especially when I get down and I'm like, man, nobody cares about my stupid band or nobody cares about punk rock or whatever. But uh, I think it, it's pretty much the same as it's been. Uh, as far as ska goes, like, a, like ska punk and interest in that, it kind of it goes in... Uh, um, how do I say it? Like waves, waves, for sure. Especially in the local scene, like we've had, uh, you know, we'd have ska shows. We could get, you know, a good amount of people out. But these days, like if you're gonna book a ska band, you gotta book it with some, like a punk band, a hardcore band, or there. Like if you book like a straight ska bill, you're not gonna. The only people that'll be there are probably the uh, members of the ska band, which is like a hundred people and so <laughs> Twelve horn players in band. That's a full house. I don't mean to be too like uh, pessimistic. That's just what I've observed, and I could I could be wrong. I mean, obviously you have like Suicide Machines. They they played a I mean they played a St Andrews Hall uh, last weekend, and it was sold out. And they're yeah. a ska band. So I think as far as local music goes, um, I've definitely noticed an increase in uh, Detroit, probably because I'm becoming more involved there. Um, Detroit does really good for hardcore and punk. Um, there's a place called The Sanctuary. I've been booking a lot of shows. Uh, yeah, The Sanctuary, I've been there. It's a really cool place. It's an awesome all-ages spot. Um, so there's a lot of people who just go. Like they won't. It's like the Flint Local. Like They might not even know who's playing, but they'll just go because uh, that's the, 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 the culture that they've immersed themselves in. You know, that's what they like. So I don't really have like a straight answer for that question. I don't. It's really hard to tell. It's really, it's really hard to tell, and yeah. it depends. So. But I think, I think you got, we got some good musings out of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, again, we're at the Flint Local with you tonight because you're playing with your band, The Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit more about The Vulnerable as a band. Uh, well, I was planning to take a hint in my old band, what we were talking about earlier, and uh, a bunch of the members were moving away. Like We were all spread out throughout the state, and, and people just kind of lost interest in it, and I could tell they were losing interest in it, and I was losing interest in it, so I was like, I need to do something fun. So I asked these dudes to do a Operation Ivy cover set, and then it was so much fun that I was like, guys, let's just start a band. So we did, and uh, we've been doing this ever since. And uh, I think uh, a year ago this weekend, we played our first show as an original band here at the Flint Local. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah, it feels feels good. And uh, right now we're just we're writing a lot of new songs. Uh, Jordan and I, our guitar player, have like uh, at least like 10 songs. And I've been writing like crazy, so... Um, uh, are you two the main songwriters? Uh, yes. Uh, 
Tino, Tino writes songs too. Um, he writes really good songs. Um, they don't necessarily always fit with what we're doing. But uh, our drummer Mike also contributes a lot to the process. Usually we'll like, Jordan and I will write a song and then Mike just kind of like uh, tears it apart and... Breaks it down, and, tweaks it. You know. Yeah, he's like, this is too long, this sucks, this is great. Um, yeah, so he's kind of our our critic, our, our best critic, I should say. So Good. Yeah. It's good to have that in the band because, you know, uh, it's hard sometimes when you present a piece of art you made and sometimes you need critique, but it's, it's hard to get it from someone unless, you know, they're being supportive in the process. Yeah, that's the best thing about this band and previous bands. It seemed like people were too scared to ever, like, uh, call each other out when something they're doing is bad or... Or not jive with the feel of the band or they could just do better uh so it's been really refreshing you know that we're all like i knew everybody in the band but no like how do i say it like i knew everybody going into this band but none of them knew each other so it's really like i mean like jordan and tino knew of each other they weren't like close buddies or anything no like none of them had ever met mike before or our old bass player Corey. um and it was just like right off the bat they were all really like open with each other and allowed us to write uh, uh, some pretty cool songs, and still, we're doing pretty good with writing songs, so I'm proud of it, for sure. Good. And uh, you mentioned that you started as an Operation Ivy cover band. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a cover set, rather. Then you thought it was a cool thing Let's do a band together. Would you say Operation Ivy is a big influence on your sound? Definitely. Uh, Operation Ivy has uh, always been one of my favorite bands. Jordan... Mike too so anything Jesse Michaels from Operation Ivy has done Common Rider Classics of Love we're big fans of that and I think right now our, our biggest uh, obsession is a band called the Flatliners um, we're kind of I, I think I've heard of them but I haven't listened to them uh, yeah we're moving more in that direction but Operation Ivy definitely at the forefront uh, I think I think that's what we hear the most you played in Fort Wayne uh, last weekend and one guy was like you guys got the danger of Operation Ivy and the energy of the suicide machines and we we're like wow thanks that's, man. A, that's a big compliment right there yeah yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm pretty that's pretty cool so it feels really good but yeah definitely Operation Ivy is awesome that, that's gotta be a big compliment uh, to hear that the crowd makes them makes the that you make the crowd think of your influences so that's gotta be a good thing definitely uh I think it's it's cool, you know, because it's still like we're doing our own thing. It's it's organic and honest, but it's always good to hear influences, especially bands that people you don't hear that a lot. Like a lot in like ska scene, you hear a lot of like, oh, they're like Streetlight Manifesto or uh, Catch Twenty Two or Less Than Jake, which are all great bands. But right. uh, you don't hear too many bands that are like, oh, that's that's like Operation Ivy. So I think th- I think that's cool. Yeah, and uh, you guys have hit the studio already, yeah. Uh, not yet. We gotta get in. We gotta do that. Uh, gotta get on. Get get on that. I'm currently we're booking a tour, but we need to uh, release something before we do that tour. So that is first priority after the show is over with. So cool. Any uh, solid dates for that yet, or no? For the tour, or uh, booking? For the, oh, for the recording. For the recording, yeah. Uh, I, we're gonna have something out by August. I'll just say that. I don't know what it's gonna be. Okay, we're recording. And we're back from our weird technical computer crashy problems. <laughs> uh, thankfully, Kenny's been really patient, and uh, Jeff's been working hard fixing it over there. Yeah. 
I think we were talking about uh, the EP for the Vulnerable. Yep, uh, we released it this past fall um, with a bass player, Corey, who moved to Los Angeles uh, to pursue his career in music, and that's why it's called Goodbye Tremontelli. Um, we got some new stuff in the works. Um, hopefully I have something out by August, and I don't know if it's going to be EP, a full length, or what we're doing yet, So, yeah, but, but something's coming. Yeah, I feel like with the amount of songs that uh, you said you and Jordan are writing, you're going to have a decent selection to choose from. I hope so. I just got to get the rest of the dudes to learn them all. We're all <laughs> yeah. uh, spread out throughout yeah. the state at the moment. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, you brought a song with us today from the from the EP, yeah? Yes, it's called Open the Door. Let's, uh, let's go to that. Good song, I enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks, man. It's, it's pretty high-inch. I'm sure it gets the crowd going. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> um, it's definitely my favorite song. I feel like I kind of, I you're you're always your own worst critic, and every time I hear that EP, I'm just like, God, my vocals sound awful. <laughs> Except <laughs> for that song, I'm like, <laughs> I can tolerate myself on this. So. Uh, there you go. <laughs> no, I think that's really true, especially especially I think of uh, vocalists. Yeah, because the sound you produce is not the sound in your head. Yeah. Nope. And uh, when we, I just remember when we were recording it, it was kind of rushed. I remember I, I think I had to work, and I had like an hour, <laughs> and I was like, and then I drove to work, and the guy texted me, and he was like, hey, you think it's cool? Are these tracks cool? And then I was like, yeah. And then he, like, sent us the final mixes, and I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm out of tune. So that happens a lot. So next time we go in, I'm going to... Call off know. work? Yeah. I, don't, I, I can get off work, like, super easily. It's just, like, I don't know what I was thinking that day. You wanted the money. Yeah, I yeah. did. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I had to pay for the recording. So you might not know why. I know why. <laughs> 
Um, no, but I, I think that when you find the one track that you know, like you can listen to uh, that you're like super satisfied with, that's a really good feeling. Definitely, I'm uh, I'm proud of the re- the rest of the band on the other tracks, just not really myself. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, at least there's that. Yeah, yeah Dude, there's that. Yeah, typical artist. Awful, awful critic of himself, but he's like, the rest of the band's great. Yeah. I just suck. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm awful. Yeah. I like the lyrics. I think I did pretty well with the lyrics, but uh, I practiced singing a lot since we recorded that. And, like, all the things that I've learned since then, because I remember, I mean, I had, like, one year or two years of choir, choir with Jeff, actually, in, like, junior high, and that was it. That was a, that was a while back, too, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't pay attention or anything, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't remember any of that. So, uh, yeah, I've just been, like, practicing. For a while, it was, like, every night when I was living on my own, I'd just come home and, you know... If I warm would, up and practice. Yeah, I would just yeah. practice uh, all the time, all the time, because my parents weren't sleeping. I could just sing. My roommate wouldn't care, but you know that that was fun. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's good. I think that uh, I think that will be uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I think that'll uh, be clear on the next recording then that you got the year of practice in. Definitely. Even my bandmates are like, whoa, dude, you can actually sing kind of now on stage. I'm like, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that's encouraging. Uh, that's what friends are for. For sure. <laughs> um, about it? That's about I think we're good on time. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like they're getting ready to start playing start downstairs, downstairs. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. Kenny's got to go warm up a little bit, I suppose. Get out of interview mode, get into warm up performing those, mode. Those angelic vocal cords he's developed. Yeah, man. I got to go. <laughs> Warm up and be an angel and give my girlfriend a kiss and get ready to rock and roll, man. Punk rock. Oh, punk rock. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was our interview on location at the Flint Local 432 with Kenny Plant of The Vulnerable with guest appearances by Tina Wibara and Jordan Mosier. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, it ended up being a good show. Like we said during the interview, we hadn't seen them play yet live. I'd seen a video of them before. It's not the same experience. I'll tell no, you what, camcorder no, quality no, recordings no, no. aren't, <laughs> aren't really a thing still. As, as good as you know, smartphone cameras have gotten. There's still a. It's not a viable. <laughs> doesn't show what it's like. No one, you know, no one's, no one's making professional music videos off the. Actually, well, you know, they have made some feature films off iPhones. Doesn't mean I'm not angry about it. No, I know. <laughs> uh, but no, they were very good, and you know what? They were very. Uh, very high energy. I was, I was, I mean, as some of these guys I've known for a while, and I've seen some of their other, you know, their past works and stuff like that. I, I was very impressed by this new band of theirs. Uh, one thing that that just tickles me pink is uh, sometimes you know bands do some chatter in between songs, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jordan will start playing this country western tune <laughs> on the guitar while Kenny's talking, <laughs> and the whole band is now Kenny's, you know. You know, check us out. We're going on a tour soon. You know, we're hitting the studio. And yeah, that's what's going on in the background. Oh. Kenny's getting like, okay, guys. And just, just stop. As, as soon as he shows like the slightest sign of discontent, the rest of the band joins in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I didn't know there was a that Skycore band's cover Johnny Cash. <laughs> Who doesn't cover Johnny Cash? Did though? you know, like, I can totally see a ska band covering Johnny Cash, honestly. Yeah, but there's, who, there's everyone wants to cover Johnny Cash. Yeah, exactly. And, but the like, only band I've ever seen Johnny Cash cover was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is so. Wait. So could you be a ska band and cover Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails? I don't think you could, unless okay. you're Tokay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like Tokay on 
off the van. We do. I've seen him play. Toke and Streetlight. Oh, my favorite thing about the Toke time, when I saw him solo, he's playing and he gets mm, 85, 90% through his set. He looks up, he's like, oh, there's balconies here. <laughs> <laughs> was, that the, was that the Crowfoot Ballroom? Yeah, Crowfoot Ballroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're not talking about Toke today. We're talking about The Vulnerable. Uh, no, really cool set. Uh, very, like Individually, I was impressed with all their performances. I was like going back and forth between, you know, you know when you watch a band and you, if you're, especially, we were like, we were right at the front of the stage. So, uh, you know, it's hard to get like the full scope. You're near the back, you can just kind of watch the entire performance. But, you know, being up close, you kind of like focus on one person. And there was no, honestly, no single person in that band that like, didn't hold my attention as well as the others they were all moving around they had good energy it was fun watching them perform i mean i think i just realized now that i've seen every single one of those people play in different groups have you seen uh, the drummer yeah that's cool i'm pretty sure he's in matt wickham's flying circus oh yeah because he was at the p Landers z show last yeah, year yeah so okay. i've literally seen every one of them play but not together yeah yeah and that was actually a really cool experience because <laughs> in you know style wise uh you know, there's a common theme, but they're very dissimilar in, the, yeah, yeah, in their definitely. other groups, which is beneficial, I think, to every group that they are involved in. They have one that's kind of into like pop punk and mod rock. You have one that's like like really like really punk, uh, a little bit of hard, post hardcore and stuff like that. Uh, ska, mariachi, mariachi, yeah. Oh, uh, Tino, the uh, guitarist from the Vulnerable, you uh, recognize him from a past episode. He was a Pancho Villa skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think that wraps it up for talking about the about the band but I'd like to mention that I did go to a Wings game that I mentioned that I would before oh that's right yeah that, and, that's uh, uh, that's kind of run its course unfortunately but uh, yes. yeah, John was at uh, one of the more impressive games I luckily it was 3-0 Wings yeah that was uh, game 3 it was the I think the first home game yeah was that, that was at the jail yeah cause I think it was, it was every other game was one except for the last one mm-hmm. and you know it was, it was a very exciting time to be there uh, I realized that I'm going to watch most of my hockey games from home. <laughs> it was nice being there live, and I wouldn't mind going to a season game. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was just a little, little much for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can totally see that. And I, I'm the opposite. I haven't been to a playoff game, and I know that like it's I, at some point I have to go to at least a couple. <laughs> you should. You, you, you get, yeah, I mean, that's weird. <laughs> that I have and you haven't. <laughs> yeah. As we sit here in your studio my, with my, re- the, my Red Wings done. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I went to a game once. Yeah, one, one time playoff game, you know, we won. Shut <laughs> <laughs> three Shout out, no, no you know, shut out, you know. <laughs> People are really excited, uh, excited and loud, and probably just not quite here. The the small amount of Tampa fans were being booed. Yeah, that's the whole time. Yeah, they didn't even sit together. <laughs> well, they don't. We don't really have a. They don't have a section for. <laughs> It's not like your. It's not like your semi-pro soccer games. You're always at. I'm sorry. I love my semi-pro soccer games. Oh, I'm, I, you know, you know I, I, I am not sorry. You like games your semi-pro soccer games. Yes. <laughs> you switch seats uh, at halftime with the goalies. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just Everyone bleachers. just gets up yeah. and moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love soccer. Can't wait for <laughs> I think that's like the most Latino thing about me. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm really into soccer. <laughs> Oh. Other than that, um, I'll see you guys next week after I get back from Chicago for a wedding. Yeah, we're <laughs> doing this a little early. John's John's a busy man this this last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Uh, whatever, I'm getting a new job. Oh, did you? Oh uh, yeah, start training when I get back from Chicago. Excellent. Did you get the management or? 
No, no, no. I'm working at the um, start in a bar soon. Awesome. Just waiting. Yeah, just mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for what? Uh, waiting for the world to change. Oh, brought it back to music. See you, oh. next, see you next week. <laughs>